0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you are. I am Lina Orlando and I get to share with you another person that I find extremely interesting so that we are going to have an interesting and and hopefully for you an inspiring conversation. So, hello Manuel
1: Cruz. Manny, thank you for joining me. Hi, hi Lina, very thank you so very much for the invite to the show. I'm I'm very excited to be sharing how we've been shifting our perspective in these times of chaos,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, divine <chaos>. order, divine <laughs> order as chaos is. Uh, but thank you so very much. I'm very Absolutely. excited to be here.
0: Well, let, let's do this because you're you're, not the youngest person I've had on the program because I had a, a, a beautiful man, a conscious, conscious being um, a young chef, a, a little, I think, I guess a year or two ago. But anyways, you were definitely one of the youngest. And let, let's talk a little bit before I ask you, you know, the, the initial question, how you and I connected. So what's well, your recollection of that? Because it was just recently.
1: Yeah, it was just recently, maybe about a month, a month and a half. Uh just I guess divinely guided to connect and send you a friend request on Facebook. We've never met in person. Uh although I know you by my people from Unity, the Spanish speaking community at Unity, yeah. and I know, you know, I've heard many beautiful things about you. And so I was I saw you pop up on my Facebook and I was like, "Oh, let me send her a friend request and then you added me to the group curious masters which i'm it's it's just awesome all the information that we share the the you know the community that we've built there of many people that have mer- many different beliefs and that we're just you know kind of opening their consciousness little by little and all the information that we're sharing of all this great awakening that's happening it's just beautiful Yes. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, when you sent me that friend request and I looked at what you had posted on your, on your Facebook page, you know, in your social media, I was like, Oh my gosh, this, this, you know, you're only 22 and I'm almost 60. So I'm like, you could have been my son. <laughs> I've got a 23 year old son. Oh, wow. and I just, I'm looking at what you had posted and it was just so beautiful that I, I was so honored. Um, that somebody not only so young but also so wise would would want me as a friend. So that was fabulous. And then yes, that con uh, or curious masters community private Facebook page that we've created is growing in in amazing ways because people are coming curious and and with a willingness to be their own master to make up their own mind about what the truth is for them. And it has turned into such a beautiful sharing community uh so i'm so glad that you participate in that of course all right I always, so try
1: to, I always try to you know drop some knowledge every now and then from where i'm doing research and everything that pops up on my feed i just try to share
0: and we all have something to share that's what's so beautiful is every one of us you know it's a master we all have that christ consciousness buddha nature inside i agree and If we would give ourselves a little credit for having that inside we would all be willing to share more and and stay curious to find out what other masters have to share with us so that's awesome so let me ask you you know that that initial question and that is when did you begin to realize that there was more to life than what you have been taught was
1: real well let me let me tell you a little bit about my story i guess and you can and you'll see and the the viewers will kind of get a feeling for how i got started in this um i guess spirituality or you know this great awakening movement um i was born in cuba um in havana cuba and i came to the us in 2012 at 13 years old but what really you know what really got me into shifting my consciousness was uh In 2009, I lost my seven-year-old sister um, at a, we were at a party and the ceiling of the house, you know, caved in. So it was a very traumatic accident uh, in our family. So it was, you know, very devastating. And I was uh, 11 years old. So Mm -hmm. you could see how, you know, this traumatic accident leads to the shift, right? Because after... 10 years of asking myself why she was young. She was full of life. She was full of love. You know, why did she have to go? Mm-hmm. And I just asked myself that question so many times. And 10 years later in 2019, after a big crisis, I guess I would say in my life and just, I was tired of being angry for no reason. Just, I mean, I would wake up and the first thing I would see was CNN. So, I mean, you can imagine how much rage I had built inside me that it was just, yeah. you know, I just, and after a bunch of problems with a company that I had, I lost a lot of money. I just put my hands in my heart one day and I said, God, if you're listening, please, I would just want to change. I just want to, you know, have a better life. I want to see something different. I want to understand myself. Yeah. And you know he was listening of course he was listening he's always listening and you know it was just magic how everything just started to move uh at a a pace that it was just incredible incredibly fast um so about a month and a half that was about november 2018 and in about january my mother-in-law uh she sends me a video about the law of attraction just randomly, and, you know, a lot of attraction. I started eating that up and I read about it and I watched videos. I watched Gaia Um, and I just started, you know, getting this feeling. And I was like, Oh, I'm close. I'm very close to finding where, what I know was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, cause I grew up, my family was Catholic, not very, you know, they didn't practice. uh They didn't go to church. Then I had a stepfather who was, A Christian, but very um, obsessive, I would say. Um, So it was, you know, very imposed on me, Christianity. And and I was a very open person always, you know, I was, but I never resonated with religion. I was always open. I always knew that I, I felt that there was something out there that was guiding us, something bigger than ourselves, but just not what they've told us it is you know and so after many uh, articles and videos you know it just started coming to me everything started coming all this knowledge started awakening inside me and it was just beautiful to finally understand that that trauma that led me to asking the question was what gave me the the spark to begin this this beautiful awakening
0: Oh, I love, love, love hearing that. There's you said so many, so many amazing things, and you, you're being Cuban. I'm from the Dominican Republic. I grew up Catholic too. You grew up Catholic, and I got exposed to, to, you know, American kind of Christianity and a little Holy Roller, a little fanatical when I was younger, and yeah, it never resonated. Um, but, but let me just say that you are. A perfect example of what's happening on the planet right now. There is a great awakening happening. There is an acceleration of awakening. And those who, like you, want to know what else is there, God help me figure this out, are are experiencing the shift very quickly. Those who are not asking the question, who are stuck in their fear, who are trying to control things with um, their own will or wanting somebody else to help them are experiencing that same energy, a lot of energy, but it's only going to cause them more discomfort. Yep. So we are at a point of choice. Do we use the, the anger, the upset to say, God, tell me, you know, what do I need to know? Show me the way or to push back. And and um, buckled down in in the need for control. So thank you for being one who was willing to allow God to to help you. And just tell me, let's be let's be uh, really really uh, deliberate in sharing the before and the afters because when we shift our perspective. It sounds, you know, you tell somebody, "Oh, yeah, I just changed my mind." That sounds really cool and really easy, easy but it's never yeah. easy. It's it's a very uh, not only a challenging process, but it is also something that that transforms us in a way that is absolutely miraculous to me. So, you you were talking about carrying this anger for ten years around your sister's passing what was the shift in perception that you had about that anger once you got your connection with the divine
1: well you know once you or let me once i started seeing that there was way more out there than it was being told to us i guess you know i've, I've always been a very intuitive person even though I didn't know it for many years. Um, and I guess, you know, when when I started changing my perception around the world, it had to do a lot with um, just seeing the, the. I guess the first thing would be seeing the truth behind the media. Because um, at 17 years old, I started my first job as a technical producer at Telemundo Fort Myers down here in Florida. So I was already kind of getting this feel for what the media kind of, how it worked. Mm -hmm. And then I I kept on going, I went to film school, dropped out, went to Atlanta and started working at Telemundo Atlanta, which is the biggest um, Spanish TV station up there. Um, And then that's where I really shifted out of that, anger reality because I guess just um, seeing death differently Mm -hmm. was what shifted me out of it because we we have this perception of death being the final I don't know like the The end and yeah Yeah, the end and it's not It's, it's it's just a beautiful beginning yes It's a transition. It's an exit stage left, and you come back. Exactly. So, I was was thinking the other day, I was like, man, I want to congratulate everyone that has passed in this last few months because they're already enjoying this new earth that's that's being (laughs) born. You know, it's a beautiful. I was talking to my fiance, and I was like, we have all these traditions to mourn the dead and, like, you know, we should be celebrating it. Yeah. Yep. It's, the, it's the transition to a greater, you know, greater part of yourself. You're going back to source or you're going to through all this. And one of the things that helped me a lot was Dolores Cannon. Oh, Her love books her. and her, her conferences were just amazing. And I was mm. a very uh, scientifically inclined person. You know, I was a very, uh, see to believe and yeah. it's believe. So then you can see, right. So then when i started realizing all this that's when i started to shift my perspective from from all this anger to to unity and and love and and connection to the divine because you know we're we're always in in religion you're always looking for something outside of yourself yeah and you have to go in yeah well but let me just
0: mention something about death and then i want to talk about religion but my spiritual journey started in 2002, when my mom passed away. So when she died, all of my Catholic fears about death, that I was going to go to hell that um, I was, you know, going to burn forever, because I was all of those things came up. And I, I, I was in terror, after she passed for, it's got to have been at least a year. And what I what I was experiencing, was because I knew my mother very well, and I knew she was a sinner. So I, I, was, I, I was afraid. She was burning. And even though I knew she wasn't, I had the fear in my head. I had the visions that would show up. And a friend gave me a book about um, uh, somebody who had a near-death experience and explained that there is it, it just continues. We go into the light. And then after that book, I read about past lives. So once I began to realize oh you mean it continues forward and it never ended behind us so so life is a circle. Yeah. That awareness of the eternalness of who we are was my first shift in perspective. And it it was a very challenging shift for me because you know at that time I was in in my early 40s and I was I had many, many years of believing that I was a sinner, that I was, you know, going to go to hell. So I had a lot of fears around that. So it took me, it took me quite a few years to work through that, and I lost it, that fear, um, when my my son, uh, when he was 14 years old, started doing drugs, and for four years he was on this drug adventure. That many, many days I didn't know if he was going to make it. You know, I would watch him take these incredible amounts of drugs. And I didn't know if he was going to come back when the eyes would roll behind his head. And I found this peaceful voice. of, And for me, it was the consciousness named Jesus basically telling me, don't worry, there is no death. And I have had no fear of death since. So here you have 10 years that you carried a lot of anger. Um, were you carrying fear about death as well, or was it pretty much consumed?
1: No, I was, I've never really been afraid of death. I guess maybe intuitively I knew that life continued or, but it wasn't really ever about death. It was just like more of, like you say, the anger of like the, why, you know, she was so young and like, why would this happen? Yeah. And it was just such a shock to the, the whole family and even friends. And, and, you know, even the the whole country, I guess at one point knew about that because it it became a, a, a big story. Um, and it was just, I guess, um, all this anger built in the sadness, I guess. I never really, um, fully cried it out or really, you know, um, let out all those feelings. The grief, I, yeah, the grief. I was, I was, I guess, kind of stuck in that, um, um, in that stage of, of denial. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: so we'll definitely be talking about grief and denial and all of that as we as we continue our conversation. So, but did you ever have the opportunity to receive from source the reason why? why she left because i just got a hit about why
1: she left (laughs) you know i did i did uh multiple times actually one of the ones that it was just amazing and so beautiful uh i was in this flotation tank um i don't know if you've heard of the flotation tanks with the epsom salt Mm -hmm. and you're just laying in the darkness and you're just floating it feels like you're just floating in the universe And that was my main question for that visit to the spa. And once I was there, she I felt like her presence was there with me, and she said, If I if I didn't go, you wouldn't have taken this path. That's
0: exactly what I got.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She she, was a gift to you. Exactly, exactly. And and so when I realized this, I thanked her so much because I just love this path I just love you know being myself and you know talking to people and you know giving advice and and just you know this path is just beautiful and now like I was telling you the dream that I had is 122 and we're talking about this and this is just a beautiful synchronicity so thank you honestly um it's just amazing
0: yeah, so I immediately got that. I could sense her saying that, yeah, that she left so that you would wake up, um, that it was part of a, of an agreement that you yep. both made before incarnating. And that's one of the beautiful things about shifting our perspective from thinking that we're just human physical bodies and recognizing that we're eternal beings having a temporary human experience. Yes and there is so much at play in terms of agreements that were were put into motion before incarnation and they're just getting played out exactly but let's let's talk about um you were saying you know being in the news media and understanding the the lot of deception that happens there because right now the news media is playing a pivotal role in helping to awaken humanity the same way that your sister left to send you onto your journey, the same reason, the same way my mom passed to send me onto my journey. The media is is giving us an opportunity to send us onto this journey if we choose to see. So, say a little bit more about what you discovered about the media and how that helped you change your your perception about.
1: Yeah. So as I was telling you, I I first started working for the for TV at around 17. Um and mainly there I discovered a lot of bias with the anchors that would appear on screen. Yeah, they always said that they're unbiased. They obviously can't be one party or the other, but they always have their their affiliations. I mean, that's just obvious, you know. And for me, when my first uh, boss, she was um, um, the anchor for the show that I was uh, producing at the time. She was just a very interesting person in the and way, the way that she appeared on camera and then, you know, how we would talk uh, before and after the shows. And so I kind of started seeing the, like, how hypocritical people could be in front and then behind the camera. And, you know, I started noticing the pattern that it wasn't just her. It was like, you know, a, a lot of people. And then I started realizing, I've seen many compilations. I don't know if, I'm probably sure you've seen them of all these anchors saying the exact same script with the exact same lines at the exact yeah. same timing. Project and, Mockingbird. Exactly. Project Mockingbird. And people, there's so much information out there that if you're willing to do the research, you will find it. You will find it. And I guess when I started really noticing it was, like I said, I would wake up every morning and turn on CNN and Trump is bad. And Trump is this and this and that. And like, you know, it's always, and then CNN would be against Trump. Fox would be for Trump, but then at the same time they're both playing the same roles, because I mean that's their job. That's exactly, and I mean at least from the research that I've seen, many of the anchors are paid by the CIA to you know put these uh, ideas out there. Even I read yesterday Ellen DeGeneres was was being used by the CIA and the Hillary Clinton. Um, by the Obama administration to implant all these ideas into her show. Like it was just like little jokes here and there, but, you know, they're already implanting these ideas into your mind uh, just uh, as a, as a joke or as a, you know, not so serious conversation. Um, But Mm. definitely when I started um, and this shift um, with, I guess taking the red pill, which is the the term that is being used now by the movement, the Q movement and the great awakening. It didn't happen too long ago because, yeah, I started my awakening. I started my awakening into spirituality uh, in about February of 2019. And then I remember when the Mueller investigation was still happening, I was still against Trump and I was still, you know, into the media and I was looking at all this and then i watched i think someone or i uh, i saw it online someone posted fall cabal that famous documentary that i guess a lot of people have seen Um, and i was just like whoa this is just crazy how did i not connect the dots
0: yes yes let's talk a little bit more about how we all get programmed because you're you're speaking about something really specific as it as it pertains to politics but this is universal yeah we have been actually i just did a class in spanish last night and the entire presentation is that we have been indoctrinated with religion with just the way government is the the as an external authority we have been indoctrinated through the education system uh, we have been uh, indoctrinated to believe certain things about our health through the medical system. So we have been from the not the beginning of time because this, this is something that evolved, but from, from the moment in time that we perceived each other as other, as separate, and somebody saw themselves as better than somebody else. Somebody wanted to take the role of authority over somebody else. You know, you've got to think logically to be able to unravel these things. There wasn't a king before there was the first king. There, there wasn't a governor before there was a first governor. These things, we, we weren't born into roles. We developed them over, over time. Yeah. And these roles got developed when we lost our our uh, connection, and and we really don't lose our connection, but when we lost our remembering, our knowledge, yes, perfect word, thank you, that we are all one and we are all the divine expressed individually. Once we began to believe external sources telling us what the truth was, and it really started with religion yeah. we began to little by little lose our ability to tap into infinite knowledge so what this great awakening is really the way that i look at it is that people are are questioning knowledge they're questioning okay it, it, can can you can what you're saying be true whether it's the media, whether it's you know <laughs> Ana Gomez, thank you, we love you too. Muchas um, <laughs> gracias corazón, te adoramos. So when when people begin to question, that's when the opportunity to shift our perspectives comes in. So share some of the perspectives that you shifted. You know you already did about the media, but what are some of the really important spiritual shifts um have happened for you because you grew up catholic and then somewhat christian what were the changes that you made that that have you now look at life the way that you do and then i want to talk about how you look at life
1: yeah well definitely the first first shift that i guess um that kind of changed the way i look at everything is the the unity you know, um, I first uh, saw, I remember it was Greg Brayden, who I love. Yeah. Um, Greg's work is just amazing. Yeah, um, is. And when I started, you know, researching about the field and how everything is connected, how we all come from God, we're all fractals of the same consciousness. That was just one of the main things that made me look at life differently. Because now I know that you and I are the same. That I'm a mirror for you, and you're a mirror for me. And then what I don't like about you is what I don't like about myself, and what I do like about you is what I lo- what I like about myself. So, so it's just, yeah, it is. It is so simple, but we make it so complicated. And yeah. it's not. We don't make it complicated. We've been led to believe that life is complicated. Yes. And Like you said, I, I do also believe that religion was the first. Um, thing that kind of fell down for me because I you know I first of all I never believed in the Vatican it's it was always an organization first of all I've always read about the which I hate talking about it but it's it's, it's the truth the raping of the kids and all this you know all these crazy uh evil things that I've always read about and and it, it even in Cuba it is a thing yeah. Which and in Cuba we had we had uh, almost no religion for, for, I would say, forty five years mm. from when from fifty nine I don't remember really the year, uh, but when Castro took power he said we're not going to have religion in Cuba, but yeah. then it's it all started you know coming back, and even then, but you know
0: for me in the Dominican uh, we didn't hear about. Uh, priest molesting little boys, I remember priests molesting girls. So the the whole abuse was happening. It was just a little different here. It kind of became more, um, what I heard was more of the the boys, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. It was an abuse of power and authority abusing another human being. And I actually, I I grew up with an incredible um, sadness that I carry for a very long time because my family was very, very well off. We we were one of the, the wealthiest families in the Dominican Republic, one of the largest landowners, my grandfather. And I remember my mom, who was an only child, telling me stories that my grandfather used to have his way with the children of the servants the the children and we had a a lot of people that worked for my grandfather because they had major farms so you can imagine farms with lots of cattle four or five hundred heads of cattle it requires a lot of people so you've got a lot of men who work there they've got wives they've got children lots of people who tended the farm the farm hands the the cooks the cleaners i mean i grew up with four or five people who work and worked in our house and, it, and we weren't running a farm we just had a house so i remember hearing my mom tell me that when she realized what was going on she was i think she was like 14 years old and one of the little girls that she used to play with the daughter of one of of the um the people that worked on on the property, her best little friend was called into the house. And she went in, happy as could be, into the house and came out in shock and in tears. And my, my mother would hear her crying. And she came out from the bedroom where she had been with my grandfather. Wow. That's when my mom began to realize, what, what happens to all of my little girls that are my friends? They come out of this room. Gone, because it shocks these girls. They lose their innocence. They they yeah. lose their joy. They, they are totally, completely become lifeless. They become objects. So anyways, I remember hearing these stories when I was young. And then recently, I'm hearing more of that because I've begun to become more aware of what's happening. I've had to, just my journey has shifted me from, studying spirituality I I don't need I don't study spirituality anymore I am spirit there's nothing else for me to learn uh, about what I am my learning is about who I am and how I can be of service on this planet so I'm having to understand the way we got disconnected so that I can see where I can assist people in reconnecting so the shift has happened it's pulled me into politics. It, I've been guided into politics, into to looking at things that I frankly never thought I would. And then this whole pedophilia stuff, hey, Lisa, this whole pedophilia stuff started coming up. And I had a moment of healing where wow. the stories that my mom told me, I had never grieved for those little girls. They were not my friends. But as I'm reading about these children, I begin to cry. And I began to feel the innocence of humanity that has been taken away by people in positions of authority telling us that they know better. So for me, the entire commitment to expose the abuse of the innocence of our children is because it's a mirror, like you were just saying, of the loss of our own innocence when we got taught to believe that god is outside of us and can punish us we were told to put out there what actually is in here so the loss of our connection to god the indoctrinated uh disconnection from god is a disconnection from not only our innocence but that's why so many teachers specifically jesus said and and you you know that we have to become like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven yep. because we've got to reconnect with our holy innocence and remember who we are divine beings consciousness playing out this human drama which is a different part of the story but first we have to do the grieving and the healing so when you were talking about having that grief for all those years and in many ways being in denial humanity is in denial of the loss of our innocence because we don't even know we have lost our innocence because our minds have been conditioned to believe. Yeah, th- I mean, that we've never been
1: exactly, and we've been hypnotized basically by the like we were talking about before by Project Mockingbird, and all. It's not even just the TV. I've read about um, antennas like outside, you know, for cell phone towers. Which they emanate this frequency this low vibrational frequency where you can't sometimes when you're even meditating you will hit a threshold where you can go higher so that's something for example in atlanta where where you know i lived for for two years i did notice that so it's a lot there's a lot behind all this um movement going on you know and and this whole pedophilia thing that 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 was one of the things that hit me the hardest because you know i mean i remember when i first watched falkeball and i learned about all this i was just so disgusted and so torn from you know seeing because i have a a, a 80 year old brother Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: you know just thinking that around 800 thousand kids just in the u.s goes missing a year Yeah, that is mind-blowing and people are freaking out about a pandemic which has 0.2 0.3 death uh uh, you know rate that's not a real pandemic the real pandemic is the 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 human trafficking kid the children trafficking and all this you know i don't even want to say the word Adrenochrome, because I mean, that's even more shocking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, that's something that I, I've just been exposed to that recently, but, but let's talk about, um, why it is so difficult for people to open up to that perspective of really, I, I'm just going to use this word because it's the only one that I can think of the evil that is in the world we it's really hard to open up to that that's possible because our minds have been conditioned to to not focus on those things our minds have been conditioned to be on a hamster wheel to chase to chase for money to chase for status to to go buy shop for something else at the dollar store to go to macy's to go you know you got to buy more stuff on on um amazon amazon (laughs) oh my gosh Tell me about you being so young because you're 22 years old. Were you, um, what did you believe growing up you were supposed to do to live your life the right way?
1: Well, I can, you know, still my, my parents are still very much, I would say, in the system. So I grew mm-hmm. up believing that you have to work for money. You have to do to, you know, have an income and, you know, I was, in Cuba was different because, you know, Cuba is a very (laughs) interesting place, you know, so um, I really had no experience in the workforce in Cuba. I was just, you know, I was 13 years old when I came over to the U.S., Um, but once I got here and I started seeing how the system worked, you know, I mean the first thing that I noticed was the, like you said, the hamster weird, the wheel. Um, And the first thing I did was say to myself, I will never work a nine to five job. (laughs) And then I uh, started studying film and TV production. And I was like, yes, two of my kids. (laughs) (laughs) And when I realized that I could, you know, have a, uh a nice career which is fun you know making movies and and tv which is you know it was fun it wasn't it wasn't a uh very i guess ex- like you know extremely hard job or anything like that um but then i went to school i went to the university i dropped out because i really hated it it was really bad and then when I get to Atlanta, the first thing I do is w- start working at nine to five. And, you know, it was it was good, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I had a very good uh, income. I was making a lot of money that a lot of people my age at 20, uh, twenty, twenty-one, are not making more than $30,000 a year. So, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to brag but I- I'm trying to get to a point. Absolutely. Um, two years or a year and eleven months uh into uh, my job as a TV producer which I was the youngest at the company um, one day I wake up and I just decided I'm going to quit I'm gonna become a freelancer I'm gonna do my own job I'm gonna become an entrepreneur I'm gonna you know be on my own and that's what I was guided by by spirit to do and and I did it. I I come into the office the next morning. My boss a week before had told me, "Hey, I want to invest in you. I want to invest in your education. I want you to, you know, get certified in this and that." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it." And then a week later, I'm like, "Hey, you know, I'm leaving." Everyone was like, "What? <laughs> You're leaving? How can like why would you even, you know, think of that?" And I just realized I just didn't like the, the system, you know, the, you know, get this and get that and, and work and work and work for two weeks, a year vacation. That's just insane.
0: But That's a huge shift in perception because those of us who are older got trained in the 40 hours in and you get certain amount back. Now, of course, after the the housing market, when we had that financial crash, then it was sixty hours in, and then you get two weeks off because you know people got laid off. Now you're doing right. the job of several people, and it's kind of become um, in many, many jobs, people are still doing a lot of 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 work for not a whole lot more money. And, but that, that indoctrination starts when we are in elementary school. Yep. You know, we're, we're trained in the school system to sit and obey and follow rules, and then you get your vacation. You know, when you're little, you get two months off, but then when you get
1: older, you get two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, exactly, it is, it is. And, and and like you say, it does start very, very young. And I mean, they've designed this system very well. Yeah. But at the same time, we gotta be grateful. That we had this system for so long, I would say, I mean two thousand years is what they say that you know since the since Jesus supposedly came two thousand years ago or whatever, but it's even older than that yeah it's much some older people than that. say it's six thousand years old, this whole system that we've been enslaved in, yeah but you know the system that we have now, the debt and all that has been around since about 1900 you know uh like the 20s i'd say from when oh the federal reserve the the federal reserve started you know this 1913 13 yeah um and you know once you start realizing how you know education takes you into this process of indoctrination so you then become the slave of someone else mm-hmm. which you'll never you know for for example for me i was a tv producer at telemundo i was never going to be the ceo of telemundo you know that's just it wasn't going to happen because i didn't own the company i you know there was no way for me to you know from tv producer there was nothing else that i could go up for yeah. so then you know, we get stuck in this uh, cycle of repeating. Uh, you know, it's we sell our time for money, and then it's it's just the same thing all over again. Just so you can live, and you you can barely live with a with a, you know, regular, uh, normal income. Yeah. A well. Family.
0: It, yes, and the reason is very difficult to to really break through some of these ceilings, is because back to the television, our minds have been indoctrinated through TV programs, through movies, through advertising, to believe that we need certain things to be happy, certain, you know, we need to look a certain way to be somebody, we need to acquire a certain amount to have any any self worth, you have to have a net worth. So little by little, our mind is trained into believing things that are not true. And for anybody who's joining us now and, and you know me as somebody who talks about spirituality and you' you're just jumping in here and you're hearing Lina and Manny talking about uh, you know, the television and indoctrination and religion and politics, well, it's because we have to understand that our spirituality got trained out of us. Mm-hmm. So we have got to make a very concerted conscious effort to reconnect with that which we are, which is spirit. We have to reclaim the truth of who we are. And when we reclaim the truth of who we are, you're not willing to settle. And you become a rebel. And of course, once we become a rebel, then we're labeled troublemakers, but that's okay. But Manny, talk about when you, saw that you didn't want to participate in that nine to five be specific about where was that inspiration coming from what what was getting activated in you because that's not a decision that is made with a logical mind the logical mind says job money life happy you know I, i'm somebody the mind doesn't doesn't let you come, not the egoic trained mind what what was going on inside of you that how do you make that shift
1: you know Going back to what you said about happiness, that's another thing that shifted my perspective. You no, know? realizing that you create your own happiness from inside. Because you know, when I moved out of my house and I, you know, uh, started living alone, I became a shopaholic online, and it would be, you know, the next thing, and what's the next thing, and what's the next thing, and that would give me the rush of, you know, the chemicals in my in my body. Yeah. To, you know, Oh my God, I'm happy. Yeah. For two hours after I get this new thing. And then I'm, I'm back to, to feeling unsatisfied again. But I guess, you know, since I was, since I was born in Cuba, I guess I didn't really have uh, that indoctrination from, from the beginning from when like kids uh, started in the education system um you know from when they're young so i guess when i just when i got here and i realized how everything kind of worked and i would see my dad just you know working and working and i mean we're we have a good life it's not like we're not poor we're not rich we're not you know we're in the middle we're middle class guys yeah. yeah um i was like i i don't want this for myself But, you know, life happens. I moved out. I went to college. I didn't like it. I had to move. And then, you know, I had to sadly get a nine to five. And then that's when, I guess, again, this anger started bubbling up because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be a filmmaker. I'm going to be on set. Set life is like, you know, you're working on the set from... know 9 a.m to 3 in the morning but it's so much fun because there's cameras and there's lights and there's people acting and you're doing this and that and that never happened that never happened for me because when i started to work um as a filmmaker i felt like something was missing and then i made a company with two other uh people that we had this uh film company And then everything fell down, so then I could, you know, see, uh, you know, all this um, spiritual path that I had in front of me, where where I was, you know, uh, because I know now that this is my path. I've always said, I, I, this lifetime, I want to be a spiritual leader, someone that you know, brings the the unity back someone that brings love back someone that brings uh, all this knowledge from source all this connection that we all have we all have our higher selves so you know and and now i'm trying i'm mixing all of my knowledge together i'm you know i started a podcast not too long ago i started a show uh, you know, in Spanish. So, because I, I feel like the Spanish community is one of the most indoctrinated, uh, communities out there in the world because of religion, uh, sadly, you know, all the Spanish inquisition and bringing, uh, Jesus into, you know, America, uh, South America. So when I noticed that there was this hole, um, in, in, in the community, that's when I realized I was like, I need to do something. How can I do it? So I, you know, I gather all my knowledge from TV filmmaking and just researching. And I was, I decided, you know, let's, let's make a show and let's talk about all these topics, you know, little by little start, you know, opening the consciousness of people so that they could see that there's more out there. We've been led to believe that we have no power at all. And I read, um, I believe in, you know, ETs and channelings and all this. And I read the other day that humans are the most powerful beings in the whole universe. Yes. Yeah. But let,
0: let me just say, yeah, let me just say something. I I used to uh, not believe in ETs. And if they were out there, they were evil. They were mean. And I used to not believe in channeling because that was growing up in the Dominican. That was the Haitians did the voodoo stuff. We didn't do that in the Dominican. You were good Catholic people. (laughs) So I had to shift my perspective around what is out there. I had to literally uh, start studying things about extraterrestrials and finding out that our government's been talking to them since the 40s. Probably sooner than that. And then finding out that in the Bible, you know, when we talk about uh, so many things in Egypt, there's so much reference to extraterrestrials, and then to recognize not only that that there are beings out there, but when I began to to remember that I'm not just a separate body, that all of us are are like cells inside of my body, we're all like individual cells inside of the human body. And we're individual cells inside of the galactic body. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to let you know that I had to change my perception. It took me a lot of of willingness to be open-minded because my ego wanted to resist. Because that ego wants to be right about what I believed was true. And I had to battle my own mind to soften uh, my resistance and open up and be willing to accept things that were, at the end of the day, everything that I have accepted is about kindness, love, benevolence, gentleness, compassion. When I opened up to the magnificent world of the creative source of all that is, I have never accepted anything other than what has made my life even more delicious.
1: Yes. And that's, that's something that, you know, I love it's just when you realize that there's so much out there you start questioning your beliefs and when you start questioning your beliefs you start seeing your reality shift because you start seeing different things new information comes to you and that's one thing I was I was gonna write a post yesterday on my Facebook um, about you know we have to normalize When we get new information, it's okay to change our thoughts and our minds and our perspective on things. We can't be set in stone because nothing is set in stone. You know, that's another thing that I used to believe, you know, destiny. Oh my God, everything's going to play out how, how it's already set to be. And no, it's not as a tarot reader. (laughs) I tell my clients all the time, you know, my readings are, you know, I'm seeing possibilities of things that could happen, different timelines, different things that, you know, I'm giving you this so you could be aware of the energy that you're embodying right now, but it's not like, for example, like, I, you know, I always say this example, an accident. Oh my God, I see an accident, but it's not like you're literally going to have an accident. You could change, if you shift your energy from that of fear, or, oh my God, I'm gonna be, or shock, I'm gonna be in an accident, when I get out of this reading to, okay, that's a possibility. I'm going to shift my frequency. I'm going to attract a new uh, reality, a new perception. Then that's when, when really the magic happens, you can't, you can't be set in stone. That's what, that's what I love about this work. You know, it's, it's helping people expand their consciousness,
0: well, what you're saying, though, is is so, so important that we we kind of stop here. And let's highlight this, especially for the more of my audience who tends to be older and, and is very set in old ways. Even yes. spiritually speaking, I have a lot of spiritual friends, spiritual teachers, spiritual healers that are stuck in a very old spiritual paradigm. And it it is it's a. a Once you believe that things are this way, well, yes, the potential for creation like that is there because you're believing it. So it's going to create that reality. But what this great awakening is all about is a shifting to a possibility that your mind, inspired by spirit within you, by what you love by what excites you if we allow ourselves to begin to operate basically give ourselves permission to be freaking happy and be joyful and be okay desiring and be okay wanting whatever it is that you want because when our mind gets trained to only want this well we're conditioned that that's all you deserve but when your mind is is not conditioned with limitations everything is a potential possibility so you are in that generation that didn't get a whole lot of indoctrination, number one, because you were in Cuba, so you didn't get yeah. it because you weren't here since kindergarten like my little kid kiddos did. But you also had that awakening. Thank you to your sister for that beautiful gift that opened you up to be, yeah. be alive before you die instead of, you know, people expand into their their infiniteness after we die, have the death experience. But let's just talk about what happens when we pull out of the old paradigms that the have to work nine to five, that you have to make your money, you can only have so much, you can only have two weeks vacation, and then you you can retire and then you can have a little bit of fun for a couple of years before you, you know, you croak that very predictable path that people find safe and it's what people are scared of losing right now opens us up to what your generation knows is possible. Take me into your mind and your heart. What is it that you know is possible that your spirit is inspiring you into experiencing?
1: Well, first of all, I don't believe anymore anything that is not rooted in love every time i go on facebook instagram or any social media or whatever and i see a post that says the new world order is beginning to be set up or the the illuminati is taking over this or you know anything that is negative that is out of fear i just go ahead and click on subscribe on like a block or whatever I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. There's <laughs> but, nothing said in stone. <laughs> you know, and um, I, I guess I'm just so excited for what's coming. Me too. Because there's so much love, so much joy. And like you said, it's just giving ourselves permission to be happy. And um, like you said, our generation, I I love how we're leading, you know, all this, this whole movement. And I, you know, I go back to the great awakening because it's what I'm, you know, I'm a part of. And and I love to be a part of this uh, great history that we're, you know, I was reading yesterday. We are about to, you know, change the, the books for thousands of years. And like I said before, we got to be thankful for the system that we had because if we didn't have this system, this indoctrination, this uh, fear, we wouldn't move on to, we, we couldn't realize that there was something else out there, that there was love, that there was connection, that there was God, that, you know, that the universe is vast and is abundant. And one of the things that I noticed throughout my journey, I started practicing law of attraction and... It's just, it's funny because the law of attraction will work if you're willing to work with it. Exactly. Because I realized that once you set it in motion and you put the desire, like Abraham says, you launch your rocket of desire. The universe will bring you the, the test, the, the whatever you need to get rid of that limitation that's, you know, stuck inside you. So, for example, it could be ancestral patterns, transgenerational patterns that you have no idea that mm. that have you know been in place for many years. It's funny because I have right now. I have right next to me. I did my whole uh, family tree kind of cool. you know from my ancestors, and I kind of started working with my grandma and asking my family about you know everyone that came before me, so I could understand. Um, and that's, that's so important because we, you know, we, science has proven, and that's one of the posts that I did yesterday, science has proven that we, uh, inherit memories from our ancestors in our yeah. DNA. So when our ancestors have, uh, you know, believe in, in poverty, that they're not enough, that they're not worthy of receiving, of being abundant that gets passed down generation through generation through generation and i have noticed that at least i'm breaking all those patterns from my family line so then my kids and their kids and their kids will be free of karmic uh patterns and that's what we're
0: that's what we're capable of doing as when we wake up we are the generation that is ending the game of karma. Yep. And like you were saying, we had to come in and experience the density of the egoic separation yep. because we had to go as low as we could go. And that's as low as you can go when you control other people, when you manipulate, when you yep. hurt, when you kill, especially when you abuse children. And, and you go to that level of taking life and joy. Bottom line, that's where the kids are. It's not so much yep. life. That's what war does. War takes life from others. But when you deal with children, you take joy and innocence. Yeah. That's as low as humans can go. Now we are shifting out of that. And to shift out of that, we have to see those belief patterns that you're yeah. talking about that cause that density. So we're in the, in the process of wiping the slate clean yes. if we want to. Because where we're launching to, number one, we've never been to. So none of us can say, this is what it looks like. Yeah. But all of us can imagine and give that that potential life with our attention to
1: it. Definitely. You know, oh. one one thing that about a month and a half ago, I had my first ayahuasca ceremony. <sighs> and during this ceremony, I was in a beautiful state. I was like the best I could describe it was like cuddling with my, my soul. I was just being loved by my soul. And I was just feeling all this, um, creation or all this love, all the God, you know, God's self that we are. And I remember the shaman, I don't know if you know him, Pacho Lopez, uh, Patra has been in Atlanta a few times, and um, he played a song which I I'm, I will post on the group, which I think I I've, I posted actually. Oh, the uh, one you you sent yes, it to me. Yes. yes, I did, and that song. When I heard it, I saw the the new earth being born, and it was just. It had such a beautiful impact in my life. Now, when I came out of that ceremony and I looked at the sky, I was like, we are so close to bringing heaven on earth. Yep. And we can't even begin to imagine all the greatness that awaits us in this new reality that we're co-creating all together. It's just so beautiful and so it's unthinkable. You You can't begin to imagine... First of all, I'm a very technological person. I love technology. So, for me to hear about all these uh, patents that are about to be released in the health field, in the technological field, uh, free energy, you know, all yeah. this, all this stuff is just so exciting because we're we're about to begin begin a new journey of, of in consciousness and in this world that it's just it, it gets me all excited. Oh my
0: goodness. I love hearing that. Well, we're gonna to have to definitely get together and have more conversations because I I love the contrast of the two different generations that but that that we feel and know what is true is true for all of us. Yeah. But we have these different perspectives again, just because of our different generations. Um it, so that just would be a lot of fun. But I want to complete with sharing my my ayahuasca ceremony story oh my gosh. because and this just happened this was just back in november and it was so beautiful i can't wait to do it again but you're talking about you cuddled with your soul so you could see what's coming i cuddled with my soul so that i could see what's ending wow and here's what i spent It was out of the six or so hours of the ceremony, might have been a little bit longer. I spent about four hours and I got lots of witnesses who will attest this. I spent about four hours in hysterical laughter (laughs) because what happened to me is I was shown that every single one of us every living being on the planet the plants the rocks the stones the gravel the sky the the molecules of water all of them were performing they were they all were performing a role for us each one was an actor and my role was to thank them for their performance and give them an oscar So I was laughing hysterically when I'm seeing people that I thought were so mean. And then I had to say, and you get an Oscar! (laughs) And people who were so nice, and I thought, oh my God, you know, such a, and you get an Oscar. So the entire hours, I was laughing so hard. People around me were laughing. That was beautiful. Oh my God, it was amazing. At one point, they escorted me out so that other people could have their process without my hysterical laughter. You know, when you laugh so hard, you're hurting. I I was hurting. I've
1: been there. I've been there. (laughs) So I go
0: outside and when we went outside, it was a beautiful night. And we looked up at the sky and I'm looking at the stars and I'm saying, and you get an Oscar. And I look at the moon and you get an Oscar. And basically, everything is a grand performance, and everything is performing a role. So that's why there's nobody to be upset with. There's nobody to be angry with, because it's all consciousness expressing itself in every possible way that it can. But the game, the way we've been playing it in the third dimension, we have reached the completion. It's boring now. You know it's like when you' remember playing hide-and seek when you were little and nobody found you after a while you're it's boring you're like, okay, it's boring. Gonna come
1: out. <laughs> yeah the game is boring oh, right. now <laughs> yeah we're reaching we, we're reaching another level we're yes, just, it's like yes. a video game I every time that I get stuck in like this you know sometimes we pick up on the vibes of other people the anger and you you know take it to yourself and then I'm and the, hey Remember, this is a game, first of all. This is a video game. You're, you're a sim, and in this simulation, you're a sim, and now you just gotta shift out of this frequency, and now you're just gonna, you know, you, you, we're reaching this uh, new level of, of, we're just gonna get an upgrade. It's- it, And, it's, and you, it's, you get an Oscar. Then yeah. you get an Oscar for your
0: performance, and then you get your upgrade.
1: Exactly, exactly, and you know, I read the other day something that really had an impact on me which said something along the lines of um you know sending blessings to all these people that have done all the wrongs because i mean like you said they were playing their part in this this game and even these kids that have been either born into the system of hollywood um music and all this you know um they have either been born into it or they've been sold into it by their parents. Yeah. So they're, they're going through all this traumatic shift as well Yeah. that we have to, you know, we can, there will be a lot of anger. Oh yeah. I'm picking it up already. I'm well, sensing it in the collective. Yes. But you know, this anger has to come out. Yes, 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 yes. And the it's anger, just, we got to send light and yeah. send love and send blessings because they're, if we're going through a profound shift in our lives, imagine yeah. them, which have been, you know, yeah, it's been the, the, the worst I guess yeah. it's been for them, honestly, because they've been stuck yeah. in the, the yeah. lowest, lowest vibrational frequency that, you know, that, that exists. Exactly.
0: Well, we will definitely have to get back together and have definitely. have uh, more Whenever conversations. Uh-huh. yes yeah, so you will we'll definitely connect but so while we wrap things up obviously if if you want to connect with with manny through facebook send them a friend request but do you have a website or or i do,
1: I do. it's in spanish i'm going to say it but then i could type it in the in the in the uh comments it's el camino el, okay. el camino el and you can find me on instagram on facebook or you can just send me a friend request. Uh, a Manuel Cruz.
0: Perfecto. Um, so, uh, right, you know, before we leave, why don't you share just one little nugget of wisdom that you want to leave people with?
1: You know, I guess the 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 most important thing right now is vibrate high. The attacks uh, to light workers are very out there. You know, we've there's a lot of release happening. There's a lot of evil uh, in the collective. So once, you know, and we're like, we're lights and the the moths will come and they'll, they'll, you know, come into the light. So vibrate high and just uh, feel the love that that's being born in this new earth. The new earth is already here. We're just seeing the final stages play out so that then we can, you know, see it fully. Yeah. But we're yeah. we're we're very 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 close to to the grand finale. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. So so I'll I'll give my last you know my two cents. So as he's saying vibrate high definitely and if you want to know how to vibrate high if you're feeling low get curious. Ask questions. Yep. Do not stay stuck in I know because that is a trap. So Manny, thank you for being here. And I cannot wait. We'll we'll offline come up with our next date because this was so much fun. Thank, thank you all so much. much. Yes, all for it's who participated.
1: Awesome. Thank you. If you, you enjoy great. this,
0: share it. It's gonna be available as a podcast too. Just share it and uh, let let's let's spread this conversation because it's it's nothing about uplifting and reminding us of the magnificence that is in all of us. Thank you, Manny, and thank we'll you. talk soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.